yeah, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. We'll go ahead and get started with what we want to talk about. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, uh, my name is uh, Ryan Beeson. Uh, by trade, I'm an educator. Uh, do lots of things, though. Uh, I run a summer camp for kids in the summer because I am an educator. It allows me to do that. Uh, but uh, my, my primary source of income and, and primary um, primary passion right now is health coaching, uh, just helping people get healthy. Uh, I have my own journey. It started uh, four years ago this month, actually, in December. Most people don't start their health journeys in December because it's right during the holidays. You know, most people gain, <laughs> most people gain seven to 10 pounds during the holidays, and I chose to start my, my health journey during that. I was just um, going to say, that's a bold choice to December. We'll get into that a little bit more, but you know, I've got five kids uh, ranging from the ages of five to 25. I've got a, a granddaughter who's 18 months old and um, a, uh, a grandson who will be born in, uh, in February. So super excited about that. Um, like I said, uh, I'm, I'm pretty busy with stuff. I, I work a couple of jobs um, uh, and uh, have a, like a little guy in kindergarten, like I said. And so uh, but I love it. You know, I love, um, I love uh, being active, uh, which obviously, you know, losing, losing the, the kind of weight that I lost um, uh, really affected that as well. So, uh, you know, excited that I was able to get my life back. Uh, I was always an athlete in high school and stuff. Um, before I knew it, I was a hundred pounds heavier than I was in high school. And um, that obviously for those of you who have gone through that kind of thing, I also um, basically blew out both my ACLs uh, in my twenties. And so, uh, every time I did that, I gained 20 pounds and then became diabetic, um, when I was 30 and, uh, because of the insulin, uh, and anybody knows this, uh, I gained 50 pounds in three months. And so there's, there's basically the hundred pounds. So, um, so, uh, you know, finally finding something that worked, um, uh, because I had tried everything, you know, and, uh, finally find something that worked. I wanted to share it with the world. So that's where I'm at now. Um, helped several hundred people was just saying that, uh, because I, said yes to my journey over 700 people have chosen to to pursue health as well so it's been super rewarding and uh, that's why i decided to join you today just to get the word out even more so yeah we're so excited to get you on and share your story because it is you know so many people struggle with this and then and, you know like seeing a story like yours and you you know taking action to help others you know mm -hmm. achieve the same thing it's such a inspiration honestly because you know so many people need that help and you need yeah. a, like a, some kind of support system and we'll talk about um how you you know how you kind of went through that and how like, all your struggles and everything but uh i mean of course uh, everyone who's already been listening to this podcast you knows that um chad and i are healthcare providers i'm a registered nurse and chad's a physical therapist so we see this on you know kind of the most severe ends of uh, how obesity impacts your health and you know, um, we'll talk about kind of your personal um, health impacts it made for you. But, you know, what I see a lot of the times, you know, I work in the ICU and that's, you know, the sickest of the sickest you can get. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obesity complicates literally everything um, when it becomes a critically ill state. And, you know, a lot yeah. of the times I would say, in my personal experience, this isn't an actual statistic, but um, I would say over eight out of 10 people I take care of in the ICU are obese. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it gets complicated with diabetes and, you know, there's just so many other things you have to look out for. Cardiac health is so impacted and, well, you know, two things just... I've seen, two things I've seen. One, obesity is the number one indicator of, um, success or not success with COVID. I mean, just to be, yeah. Current, oh, I mean, yeah. obesity is the number one thing that, which does got... not seem to get talked about as much as <laughs> it should be. And right. it yeah, really absolutely. bothers me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like if, if, we, if we focus as much on on obesity as we have whether it would be stuff that may or may not work to to help cure it or vaccines or, you know if we focus on the health end of it 
you know, I, you know, I've been exposed multiple times and uh, because I, I'm, I'm a lot healthier now, I'm not obese, you know, I've, I've not uh, had an issue. But another thing is um, something I've learned. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm certified through Villanova University School of Nursing uh, to be a health coach. But 70 um, percent of premature death is preventable. Yeah. 70 percent of premature death is preventable. And it's because of the choices we make to put in our mouth. Yep. And um, that that is staggering to me. You know, yep. obviously, obviously, you know, and, and, and um, <clears throat> you know, Will, I know your family is dealing with something right now with with somebody who's super healthy. But um, but, yeah. um, you know, some you're going to you're going to pass away at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you could extend that. And some people are like, well, if I if I have to eat broccoli and extend my life two years, I'm not sure I want to eat broccoli. It's like, OK, man. <laughs> but but, uh, you know, it just, uh, you know, 70 percent of premature death is, is preventable. So um, that's something that that, uh, you know, I, that's one of the reasons why I chose to get healthy um, was because we are we had our last child when we were 40. And um, my wife actually lost um, lost uh, a stepdad uh, and he was only 64. And uh, she's like, Ryan, when we're 64, our youngest is basically going to be in college. We can't do that to him. We have to get healthy. And so uh, that's kind of what, what, what prodded this uh, journey to start. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the COVID, uh, you know, that obesity is such a high risk factor. And again, in my setting, like any, you know, a lot, a lot of young people will have, you know, get severely ill from COVID of course, but you know, I would say more than 90% of them are obese and, you know, they had modifiable risk factors they could have controlled before that. And, you know, I'm glad that, you know, health is becoming more of a talked about uh, topic. It's becoming more of a practice thing, preventable um, things. So um, you are definitely a very good inspiration for many people. So I'm very glad that you're on this podcast. Uh, Chad, what what do you say, like, as in like the physical therapy world, um, like what's your, your experience with how obesity impacts like mobility and like everything that you've seen in your experience? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, two, two things. And one that um, just to kind of go along with Ryan, what you were saying, um, I, I see a lot as a physical therapist because I worked primarily in sports med and orthopedics when I was in clinical practice full time. And there's that that mindset that you have as an athlete. And that mindset doesn't just automatically shut off once you graduate high school. So, you know, I, I run into a lot of times uh, guys and girls that, you know, are now you know, and I don't want to say past their prime, but they're no longer competing, but they still have that competition mindset and they may or may not realize their bodies are not quite in the same level of conditioning as they used to be. So, you know, we see a lot of those types of injuries that are very preventable, but, you know, like, kind of like you said, Ryan, usually that's the, the moment I think is when they get something major like that, whether it be an ACL reconstruction or a joint replacement, even um, that's usually the moment they realize, okay, I, I may need to look at modifying, you know, what I'm doing, you know, or, you know, if they have a cardiac event, you know, stuff like that, that tends to be that life altering. Okay. I need to change my, my course. You know, my, my path is maybe going to be a different one than, than what I thought it's going to be. You know, most of my high school athletes that I dealt with, I mean, according to them and according to their parents, they were all going to be playing professional sports, you know, in just a few years as their full-time career. And there was no reality check at all in there. So, um, you know, but obviously the, the more deconditioned you are, the more 
risk factors apply here, and that's true with anything. Uh, one thing I, we haven't talked about, Will, um, you and I, you know, when we talk about obesity, but I, I, I'm really seeing in this, and this is more just observational, but um, even before the pandemic started, just a staggering number of healthcare workers that I've been around that are either significantly overweight or are now into that obesity realm and uh, really, Teachers really, they're so busy taking care of everybody else that they don't, that they don't take care of they're themselves. Not to mention the, 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 the teacher's lounge, the nurse's lounge always has goodies. Yeah. Always has stuff yeah. The, yeah. And they don't, they don't take time to focus on their health. I actually just saw a post from a, a friend of mine who is a nurse uh, in central Ohio. And she um, was talking about like, you know, let's normalize taking care of yourself. Right. Because nurses grab food when they can or teachers mm -hmm. are on their break and they don't really get a lunch because they're grading papers and making copies and they grab something quick and it's not always healthy. Right. right? And Chad is talking about, you know, uh, knee stuff, um, you know, because I had both my ACLs, um, my, 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 my orthopedic guys, like, because I was a hundred pounds heavier, right. Than I was in high school and still thinking I could do the same things. Sure. Um, my, my orthopedic guys, like you should probably never run again because <laughs> what, what um, because you know, what I found is um, for every pound of weight that you had, it puts four pounds of pressure on your, on your knees mm -hmm. and you know, being a hundred pounds overweight, not just what I was normally carrying, but I had a thousand pounds of pressure on my knees. And, you know, we were, I was talking about, you know, I've got a five-year-old and the catalyst was when he was born. Well, we were actually looking for a single story house because I couldn't even make it up the steps carrying my baby because my knees hurt so bad. And that um, was at age what? That 41. 41. Yeah. yeah which 40, is crazy 40, to think about. Yeah. yeah. And so I was, I was on my way for knee replacement surgery, a double knee replacement surgery. And now I run up and down the soccer fields and um, chase after my little guy, go fishing, go camp and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So it, it's amazing what, what getting healthy and dropping some pounds will do for your joints. So I'm sure. Oh, you, for sure. Now, did you have both of your ACLs at the same time or were those no, no, different? No, uh, one, one, I was 19 and one, I was 24. 25. Okay. But yeah. opposite, opposite knees? Uh-huh, yep. Okay, okay. And, I was and, just curious. And, and it was interesting. Uh, one was a patellar tendon and the other was a hamstring. So it's, it's been interesting to kind of be a, a test a test dummy to see, like, which one often <laughs> benefits. You know, the one, the one, the patellar is a little more strong and sturdy, and the other one is a little more natural. And I'm like, well, my natural one didn't do so well. So that's, yeah, so, yeah. So, but so yeah. that's a whole nother rabbit hole I'd like to go down, but I yeah. probably won't do it because this is <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. there's there's a tendency, especially with um, after high school, where you'll see ACL reconstructions. If if they repair them, they're just going ahead right with the cadaver because yeah. it's it's not as strong and it doesn't have yeah. the same effect. But they assume they're not going to be as active mm -hmm. as they were, and yeah. uh, you know, trying to convince some of the orthopedics that I've worked with that you know, actually the opposite, you know, we, we want them to go back to a level of activity, you know, that it is up yeah. there. And I, well, I'm, not... I'm so old that cadaver ones really didn't exist back in the day. <laughs> yeah, okay. Back in, back in the mid 90s. Yeah. But, but also, you know, they, they're using cadavers because the, the, the rehab's faster, right? Like exactly. The bounce back faster. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Quote unquote yeah. saves money, but you know, it gets a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother route. Kind of like the whole thing with closing gyms during a pandemic. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, to me, I mean, not to go down that rabbit hole, but, you know, to me, that's where the mandate maybe should be is maybe mandating people go to a well, gym, but that's just my personal. I will tell you, my, my business from, from or my, my, my coaching practice from March of 29, uh, from March of, of 2020 to March of 2021, 
grew by 700%. Yeah. Because wow. people couldn't get to the gym and they needed, they need desperately needed, needed yeah. help. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was, I was one of those guys that ran into Dunham's before they shut down to try to oh. see if I could buy a dumbbell and you know, <laughs> what they had <laughs> left. <anywhere>. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was mm-hmm. one positive thing. People did get more uh, flexible without, with their exercise and everything. Um, yeah, honestly. Yeah. There, there, there was, you know, you started to see creativity again, yeah, more independence and yeah. You know, and you know, the willingness actually, like Ryan said, go out and find support when you need it. And that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one great. positive. 700% <laughs> is insane. I mean, that's, that's pretty just good amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, uh, I think I, I think I helped uh, in March in April of 2020, I assisted just that month. New clients was 20 clients. And then May was, was 10 clients. And then, you know, like I said, it just, it just exploded from there because, you know, it's funny they call it the COVID-19 because people putting on, you know, 20 pounds during the shutdown because all they had to do was eat Twinkies and bonbons and Doritos, you know, <laughs> and, oh, I'm, I'm at home, you know, I'm not doing right. so, yeah, they just They put on the COVID-19 pounds. So that's, that's what, uh, that's what yep. we've been calling it. But yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've joked with means. Will about this before, because some of my, um, you know, colleagues, you know, whether it be at the college or at the clinic, but, you know, when you don't see each other, because you had the lockdown and then you're gone and then they came back and, and a lot of them worked remotely for several months before we'd see them, you know, coming back onto campus. And, and then it was just like, oh, whoa, okay. Hey, you know, like it just was kind of a surprise. Like, wow, yeah. that's, there's been some pretty radical you know, physical alterations and not so much positive, you know, so it's like, wow, what are we looking at? But um, I know, Will, I know you've got other questions on here, but I was going to ask Ryan, just if you could, because I'm just kind of curious, like what's involved with your coaching business? Like what, what kind of comes with that, you know, package when you, when you purchase something with you to, uh, to have you as a coach? Yeah. um, The good news is I'm, I'm a free resource. Um, uh, but, uh, I get compensated, uh, working with, with a, another company. Um, but basically we focus on four things. We focus on nutrition, right. And, 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 and eating appropriate foods. Um, that's, that's the key aspect to it. Uh, we, we focus on, um, education, right. Because 80% of people who diet gain it all back because they're looking for a quick fix and they view it as, uh, they view it as, you know, just something quick. And so they lose 40, 50 pounds within six months, they have it back on. So we really focus big time on the education. So nutrition, education, uh, me as a coach, um, because a lot of people try to do it on their own. And I can't tell you how many people said, well, I'm going to try, I'm going to try it on my own. Mm-hmm. And then three months later, they come back and say, oh, please help me. I, I can't do it on my own. And listen, most of us know, eat better, sure. right? But what does that look like? And so you're getting me as a resource to help you na- navigate that. And then finally, there's a community, right? And, and so, um, so, so the nutrition piece, um, the educational piece, uh, me as a coach, uh, and then the community that I, that I plug you into as well. Um, it, one, it's accountability. Two, it's encouragement. Um, three, it's, it's, it's help, right? Um, because um, we can't do it on our own. You know, I, I was going actually into physical therapy school uh, in college and um, I was going to a university that will remain nameless that told me that this was back in the 90s when, when physical therapy was, a, was the next big um, uh, career because of all the boomers, you know, getting older and, and um, needing, uh, needing physical therapy with knee and hip replacements and things. And I actually wanted to focus on sports injuries like, like you were doing because I was the athlete and stuff. But um, so I took all the classes to do that. So I had a lot of knowledge about how the like, human body worked and stuff. And I still got over hundred pounds, right? Uh, some of it because of injury, uh, like I said, blowing up both my ACLs. And then obviously, uh, you know, my story with, with uh, the diabetes and, and the insulin um, 
help uh, putting on weight. Uh, I just couldn't get it off. So I utilized this system, uh, lost 65 pounds in five months, and uh, we can get into that a little bit. But basically with me, uh, you get supports, uh, you get uh, good nutrition, uh, and you get a community. And like I said, the education piece is absolutely huge for a lifelong transformation, right? Because we don't, you know, my, my cousin actually is my biggest success story. She just hit the 150-pound loss mark. Um, after eight, after 17 months, she took, she was five, two, two seventy seven, And, uh, she got down, she got down to, uh, uh, one, one twenty six, um, in 18 months. And, um, but, but like I said, the key to that was getting her mind right. And the educational piece, because the last thing she wanted to do was to lose 50% of her body weight. And then six or eight months later, have it all back on. And she's, right. she, you know, and she's setting the world on fire and I love it. And, um, you know, but she's not the only one I've, I've had probably in the hundreds of people I've helped, I've probably helped 20 different people lose over hundred pounds, uh, because they get there, right. We, we get there without knowing, but you know, it, it's the support piece. It's the educational piece that you get with it, um, about getting your mind right. Because it is too many times we, we focus or, um, um, we don't focus on the main root of why we overeat or the main root of why we view food the way we do. Mm-hmm. And so we really, we really help people discover, wow, when I've had a bad day, I go to donuts mm. or when I've had a bad day, I go to, I eat a whole pizza or when I've had a bad day or when I'm celebrating or when I, you know, we eat for so many reasons in the Western, in the Western world. We, we, instead of just, you know, food is fuel, right? Mm. Now it doesn't mean you can't enjoy the fuel, right? You, you can eat well and eat, eat good things. Um, but, but really, um, when, when we view food as other things other than to fuel our body, um, that's really where the, the impact comes in. So we focus a, a big part of our thing is getting our minds right. Because what we've discovered is our bodies follow our minds, right? Sure. If we're not in the good, which is why, the, which is why during COVID people put on so much weight because mm-hmm. their minds, they were struggling with mental health. And when you're struggling with mental health, um, you, you re- your physical health really suffers as well. And so, you know, we're, we're not, we're not licensed psychotherapists or anything. We just have an educational system that helps you discover yourself and discover where your mind is uh, so that your body can follow. So that's, that's the four key components of what we really focus on. That's great that you mentioned the, <clears throat> the um, emotional part of eating, like a lot of, and that's going back to, like you said, nurses and teachers, their jobs are very stressful. And a lot mm-hmm. of the times they come home and they're like, don't want to do anything else, but you know, that's called like, just stress eating basically. Yeah, right. And I think that's where, you know, I work with a lot of nurses that are, you know, obese and you know, it's just, you know, like you said, we have the knowledge, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know, I think Chad and I talked about this in the last uh, episode where, you know, just because you have all this knowledge doesn't necessarily mean that you have the tools to actually go ahead and, you know, act on it because, you know, a lot of people need support systems and, you know, no matter what it is, you know, you, a lot of the times you can't do it by yourself and it, not just because, just because you need it at one point doesn't mean you need it the rest of your life. Like you said, the education mm-hmm. part, you know, once you kind of learn how, what works for you and everyone's just a little different, um, once you learn what works for you and it's sustainable and you, like you said that people yo-yo diet and, yeah. you know, go back and forth in their weight. And I'm glad that you guys really prioritize that. That's, you know, because a lot yeah. of people do go lose like 30, 20 pounds and then, you know, they think, oh, I can be done with this diet. And then they mm-hmm. get back on their regular right. habits. And then, you know, it's the same thing, emotional eating, you right. know, it's high stress, you know, like you said, if well, your mind's not right, it goes right back. A lot of people look for a magic pill, right? Like they still want to eat yeah. pizza and French fries and lose weight. Well, it's just, that doesn't happen. It's not how it works. You've got to change your nutrition. You know, mm-hmm. we've been given everything we need to 
be healthy. Um, you know, we, we have a, a resource, you know, part of the community is we have a, a huge resource of great recipes. You know, I, we had, when we were doing this right in the midst of the weight loss portion, we, we had three teenagers and a two-year-old at home, right? And, um, and, and our teenagers, you know, our vegetables were corn and potatoes because we were farmers, right? <laughs> Which aren't really vegetables, right? Um, but, you know, we, we learned how to cook appropriately. And my teenage son never ate vegetables. I mean, when he was younger, we would give him the V8 splash, right? Because <laughs> yeah. but that's how he would get his fruits and veggies because he wouldn't eat them. But we found great recipes where the kids were eating seconds and stuff of veggies. And that's something I'm passionate about too. You know, I've, I've helped, I've, I've helped uh, teenagers, you know, young men and young women uh, get, get their health back because, you know, what better time to learn healthy habits than, than, you know, because, you know, in America, 50% of kids right now are obese. Fifty percent. That's insane, especially for guys like me and Chad, a little bit older, right? When you know we grew up outside until the you know streetlight came on. I sound like an old fart now, but you know we just we were so active, and and now they, they literally, you know, I run this summer camp, and we actually for the little we run a little kids week and a, and a week for teenagers, and um, it's amazing how quickly these nine and ten year olds get exhausted because they're used to being in air conditioning playing video games all day and we get them outside and get them active. And after two or three days, they're, they're wiped out, right? Because they're just not, they're used to sitting on their butt and not doing anything. And um, so that's, that's my, you know, we, 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 I've helped people as young as, uh, you know, 12 or 13. Um, you know, I, I've helped high school athletes uh, that were, um, you know, bulking up for football season or whatever and realized, okay, this is not great. I need to get a hold of this. And, you know, and, and so, you know, it's, it, it doesn't matter what, I, and the oldest client I've had was 87. She says, Ryan, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> and I don't want to die anytime soon. I want to be healthy. So, you know, it, 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 there's, there's no, it, there's no too late or too early to get healthy, but um, yeah. you know, that's, that's what I love about it. And like you said, the, the, uh, we have, we don't just have plans for weight loss. We have plans for maintenance. Right. And, and it's not like you have to, you know, it's not like you can never go back to, you know, your, your granddaughter's birthday party, not having a cupcake at a birthday party. You know, that one cupcake at a birthday party is not what makes you obese. Right. It's the eating the entire large pizza twice a week. It's the eating the double baconators and, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And the French fries and the diet Coke, of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's those things that it's the daily habits that you really have to work on. And that's what we really focus on is, is changing, you know, just creating habits of health, right. Instead of habits of obesity. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we have, we do have some questions for you. Um, yeah. this will kind of help, uh, you, so you described your program and everything, and this will kind of help uh, show people how you kind of came about it and like how you personally struggled and how you, you know, personally found your resources. I think it'd be a good, you know, you know, benefit for people to kind of understand, yeah. you know, exactly how it came about to, you know, your personal health journey. So the first one, we, we, we did talk about quite a bit with your personal health already, but um, how did you feel then when you were obese and you were, you had diabetes yeah. compared to how you feel now, just like a real general, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's night and day. Um, something that I tell people that I talk to uh, when I'm doing a health assessment with them and finding out their goals is I didn't realize how bad I felt until I felt good, mm -hmm. you know, because you get there uh, over time. Right. And you, it becomes your new normal. And I hate that because with COVID, that's, that's, that's kind of a, a, a trigger word now, new normal. But, you know, the, 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 the um, needing a nap in the middle of the day, 
getting to the end of the day and being exhausted, not sleeping well at night because you're carrying an extra 65 pounds on your chest and you've got sleep apnea and you're getting up two or three times a night to, to go to the restroom and all this stuff. You're not getting good quality sleep because you're obese. And so because you're not getting good quality sleep, you're exhausted. Um, like I said, my, I was on my way for a double knee replacement because I was carrying an extra, you know, an extra hundred pounds on my body. And, and you know, you think hundred pounds, but you know, if you go to the, the grocery store, the, the, the Walmart or whatever, and, and pick up a 50 pound bag of dog food, I was carrying two of those around <laughs> yeah. all day, every day, you know? <laughs> and so the, the fact that I have released that weight and I've kept it off now for three and a half, almost four years, um, it, it changed my life, it changed my life. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I wake up, you know, I, I wake up feeling refreshed um, as long as I don't go to bed at two or three in the morning. Right. Um, but uh, I wake up, I wake up feeling refreshed. Uh, you know, I've got clients that say I can wake up without my alarm. Now I wake up ready for the day. Uh, and so one, the energy piece is just, just the, the huge key to it. And like I said, if you don't think losing weight, it's not going to give you more energy. Try carrying around that 50 pound bag of dog food for an hour. Yeah. And people are doing that every day, all day. And then try sleeping with it on your chest. Right. Like sure. no wonder people get sleep apnea. It was, it's because you're, you know, I lost three inches around my neck. <laughs> right. Like tell me that's not going to help me breathe better while I'm sleeping. But anyways, so yeah, just feeling, <laughs> feeling amazing, um, sleeping better, more energy. Um, you know, the best part is being able to tie my shoe without feeling like my head's going to pop off and having to take a breath in between each shoe, you know, that sort of thing. So it really just changed every aspect of my life between, um, you know, one just and another thing it does is think we just talked about the mental aspect. You know, when you look in the mirror and you're 100 pounds overweight, and, and I know there's a whole lot of things going around about fat shaming and you know body image stuff, but come on, you don't feel good about yourself. You just don't. Um, and when you watch that scale number keep going down and you, you tighten up your belt, you have to buy a new belt. Yes. Buy a whole new, I got my wife and I got rid of 25 bags of trash bags of clothes because we had to change our entire wardrobe. <laughs> my, my waist, my waist went from a 40 to a 32. Right. Um, and, and so talk about that and how that makes you feel mentally. So it's not just a physical impact, it's a mental impact. And, and I, I have more confidence now. And, and I've always been a pretty confident person. We, I joke with some of my coaches I work with, like you can borrow some of my confidence until you get your own, right? But, um, but uh, th just the amount of self-confidence uh, heading into a, whether it's heading into a social situation or a meeting, you know, heading into a social situation, you go to a wedding and your, 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 your button up shirt is, you know, looking, looking like this, you know, because you can't, you know, you're, you're struggling to, you know, it looks good when you're standing up and you sit down and you pop buttons and, you know, and then, you know, people want to dance and stuff. It's like, you don't feel comfortable doing that. So, you know, losing weight, it doesn't just help with the physical stuff like the sleep and the energy, but like I said, the mental aspect is, is huge as well. Just gaining that yeah. confidence back and feeling good about yourself. Yeah. Ryan, can you talk a little bit about your, um, your diabetes? I'm assuming, are you type yeah. two diabetic? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. um, so basically when I was 30 years old, which was unusual, usually type two comes on later on in life. Um, when I was type two, um, um, I wasn't feeling good. I was coaching, uh, some sports and, uh, my head was <laughs> turning purple because my blood pressure was so high. Mm. Uh, I was getting headaches, obviously the thirst and, and all that it comes with it. And so begrudgingly, um, you know, my mother really, I wasn't married at the time. So my mother took that rule, but, um, got me to the, to the doctor and, um, uh, and then the next day they called me and said, you have to go to the pharmacy right now. They didn't talk about nutrition, right? They said, go to the pharmacy right now. 
And um, because my blood sugar was uh, close to 500, my A1C was 13. For those of you who don't know, blood sugar should be between 80 and 110, 120, and uh, your A1C should be below 5.5. So that's kind of where I was. And um, for the next, well, shoot, you know, I was 30. So, you know, for the next uh, uh, 10 years, um, I, I struggled with that. Uh, again, uh, I um, was on all the medication. Uh, I was on 10 medications um, because, like I said, the medical field and say whatever you want about the medical field, but typically what they do is they treat symptoms. They don't treat the cure. I'm just exactly. that. So, <laughs> no, yeah, we so agree. I, I, was on, I was on 10 medications and uh, I was on 300 <laughs> units of insulin a day. 300. Uh, most, people, most people were on 30 to 50. And so when I started the insulin, regime, I put on 50 pounds. Um, and for those of you who know anything about diabetes, weight is a huge, uh, a huge issue with that as far as type two diabetes. So, um, so as far as the diabetes goes, um, I started on December 7th, started my health journey by December 15th, which was, uh, what's that five weeks later, uh, they took me off of all my insulin. And within that five months, I had lost 65 pounds. Um, my A1C was down to 5.2. Uh, and, uh, I got off of seven medications and for three and a half years now, I've been maintaining basically not being diabetic anymore. I take a, a, a baseline medication just to make sure my body uptakes my, my insulin correctly. But my A1C is, is for, for, for the last two years without these medications, uh, my, my A1C has been basically the exact same uh, every time they take it, which now it used to be they take it every three months to try to stay on top of it. Now I take it once a year. Um, you know, I used to test my blood sugars, um, you know, and with, with, with doing this, uh, this health journey, um, you know, my blood sugars, even with 300 units of insulin, my resting blood sugars were hundred to 250 every, every morning. And, uh, that was with 300 units of insulin. And within, like I said, within a, a couple of weeks, it normalized to between 90 and 110 at any given time during the day. It didn't matter because I changed what I was putting in my mouth. Mm-hmm. See that, that yeah. right there, like That's I was the going to ask. I was going to ask how complicated your diabetes actually was. And, you know, like you said, a lot of people will take about like maybe 50 to hundred units a day. That's the kind of the typical, you were taking 300 units a day yeah. and your blood sugar was not actually well controlled still. Yeah. And yeah. you were to probably taking yeah. a long lasting. I, I, had of, I had lots of, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, Four shots a day. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, exercise and watching nutrition actually, yeah. Yeah, exercise really isn't a huge thing. And for me, I, you know, for my health journey, you know, because 80% of, of weight loss is what you eat and, yeah. and it, exercise is great for physical fitness, great for cardiovascular health. It's not a great, great way to lose weight. Um, and that's something that we've got backwards in the United States. We think we can out exercise a bad diet and that's just not yeah. good. And so basically what I did is I lost um, about 50 to 55 pounds before I integrated some, some, so a good workout, you know, I was walking and doing things like that to, because again, when you're super heavy, it's hard to work out and it's, it's also not super safe. Um, so you have to watch what you're doing as far as getting your, your blood, uh, your, uh, your, your heart rate up. But, uh, so I lost 50, like I said, 50, 55 pounds. I started a light, uh, light, um, because at my age, you know, I was in my mid forties. Um, I didn't need to bulk. Right. So I was doing, you know, light weights, heavy reps and things like that. And, um, uh, and so really just, uh, focuses on being fit, right. Uh, once I lost that weight, but when you lose the weight, it's easier to do that. Right. And so mm-hmm. we focus on, um, you know, obviously, uh, the, 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 physical part, as far as the nutrition, 
Uh, and then once you get to a healthy place with your weight, we introduce that, that physical fitness into that as well. So, um, and, and that's something, you know, we, we, we don't, we're, we're not, uh, we're not certified, um, you know, exercise physiologists or anything, but uh, we, we have, you know, basically we have some, some ideas and things, you know, you can hire a personal trainer if you want. We really focus on that, that mental and physical uh, yeah. Uh, health. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it changed my, it changed my life. You know, and the thing is like, I had tried, uh, my mom, God bless her heart, like I said, this is before I was married, but she bought me a book about how to lose weight. And I read it and I lost nine pounds. I was ecstatic because I'd lost nine pounds, right? I never lost nine pounds in my life. And, I, and then I stopped because it, it just plateaued and I got depressed and, and, and just went back to doing stuff, right? Um, but, you know, I had tried, if, if there's a program out there, I had tried it, right? I even got weight loss. Uh, I even got um, appetite suppressants from my doctor that were super duper expensive and didn't work. Right. And so when, when I found, when I found this, this, this style of plan, um, my wife did it first, right. Uh, like I said, she had lost a stepdad and she, she needed to get that baby weight off. She lost 30 pounds in 10 weeks. And I said, my gosh, I've never seen like this. So I went without telling her, I went to her coach and said, I need to do this and signed up right after Thanksgiving. So I, I, like I said, I, I, I said, I, I need to do this and start focusing on my nutrition. Like I said, I started December 7th. I navigated five Christmas dinners. Like I said, my anniversary is actually today. And, and so I navigated the anniversary trip. And so by the end of December, starting December 7th, by the end of December, I was down 21 pounds. And I knew right then I needed to share it with the world because I had never, I mean, think about this. Most people say, oh yeah, I could use, lose 20 pounds. Pretty much everybody, except for maybe Will down there, a little skinny guy, but uh, <laughs> you know, pretty much everybody could stand to lose 20 pounds, right? But I, I did that in three weeks, even through Christmas, five Christmas dinners, anniversary trip, um, was able to lose 21 pounds. And, and like I said, I never looked back and, and it, it uh, was life altering. Clearly, yes. I mean, I, you know, my doctor, when I went, well, I walked in my doctor in May, May 15th, and uh, she walked in, walked out, and then walked back in. She says, I thought I had the wrong chart. Because I had, dropped, I had dropped 65 pounds, my A1C dropped to 5.2, my triglycerides were in, all my cholesterols were where they needed to be, the good ones were good and the bad ones, you know, all that stuff. And, um, and she's like, she said, Ryan, you have added years, if not decades to your life. You know, the average lifespan for a diabetic is about 60 years old instead of 75. So, you know, she, she said, you've added years to your life, and which is one of the reasons why I'm not going to go back, right? Yeah. Um, because I do have kids that are five and, and 25 and grandkids and kids in between. So, you know, I want to be around for them. So that's, that's, that's how it changed uh, my, my diabetes story. So, yeah. It's like, just, you know, as a nurse and I'm sure Chad obviously knows this too. Like, like you said, like a lot of the times, you know, we've talked about this before where a lot of uh, prescriptions are really just to treat your symptoms and not really actually to, you know, reverse. You know, a lot of people think that type two diabetes, like a lot of healthcare providers, like my fellow nurses don't actually think that diabetes is reversible type two, obviously. And like, no, I've always thought that this, you know, you could, if you change your nutrition, you can actually, you know, get rid of it. And, you know, I'd actually personally, until I just heard your story just now, didn't think it was, you know, that response I thought it was going to take, it might take years, but thinking back or looking at your diabetes, yours was complicated. It wasn't just a little bit of diabetes. Like you had a, it was a little bit of sugar, right? Yeah. Says, <laughs> like right? the yeah. fact that you turned around that fast. I mean, obviously insulin's there to treat your, your problem, but it's not there to, it's, it's there to treat the blood sugar problem, but it's not there to actually cure your problem. Well, I, I actually a lot saw of medicines a like that. 
So I actually saw a TED talk. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on here, but I, I saw no, a TED talk about the insulin cycle, right? Like you take insulin to drop your blood sugar, but then your blood sugar drops. So then you got to eat. Yeah. To get your blood sugar back up. It's a cycle. But then you've got to take more insulin because your blood sugar is up. And so if you just eat low glycemic index, which is what I really focus on is a low glycemic index. And for those of you who don't know, basically when you eat food, your body releases insulin to digest the food. And if you're eating high index foods like the Twinkies and the pizzas and the French fries, your body releases too much insulin. And then you your, your insulin goes down and then you create a need to eat because that, for those of you who haven't dealt with diabetes, basically it gets that low and you get shaky and you get ravenous and, and it just starts to cycle all over again. So if you eat a low glycemic index, basically the right amount of carbs, the right amount of proteins, the right amount of sugars, because we don't, you, your body needs all of those things, by the way. Um, you know, your brain functions on carbs. So, you know, cutting out carbs is a great way to drop weight, but it's not healthy. And it's, 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 uh, you know, eat the healthy stuff right? eat the healthy carbs. Um, but that's the stuff that we'll help you with, right? Because navigating that, uh, I will tell you, French fries and pizza are not the healthy carbs. But, um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, just uh, and so that's the insulin cycle. And, and so, you know, not one time in ten years of being diabetic did uh, any of my doctors say, "Hey, let's focus on your nutrition. Here's a good resource." No, it's insulin. It's not working. Here's more pills. Here's more medication. Here's more quick Here's fixes. More it's, what, it's what medicine is nowadays. It didn't fix it. Yeah. It masked it and it didn't mask it well. Yep. And well, then this is exactly what cardiac meds are too. The cardiac meds half the time, you know, you're have a high blood pressure. Oh, here's a, here's a medication that'll fix it for 12 hours. Then you have to take yep. it again after 12 hours. And yep. then, you know, what actually fit, what does that actually help you? No, it doesn't help you. It's just, well, and that's, this you know, I offer that up with blood pressure and cholesterol meds too. So, you know, those things typically go with, with the diabetes of blood pressure uh-huh. and diabetes, cholesterol. So I got off of that's, that's part of the meds I got off as well. I was blood pressure and cholesterol. So, yep. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, obviously, um, Chad, if you, I'm just reading off the questions we had for him, but if you have any additional questions, just uh, butt in. And uh, okay. um, what do you think your biggest struggle was personally? I really like your, your statement too. I, I wrote that down, but I, you know, when you, you can't out train, a bad diet like that's yeah. such a true statement yeah. well i did as a, as a former athlete i'll say former because i'm old and shouldn't but um <laughs> you know I, uh, I i was going to the gym you know i was doing the gym three four times a week and, and it wasn't doing it the scale wasn't moving you know yeah. now you know i would get a good sweat on a good lather on and i was strong i was strong as an ox but because i'm carrying around an extra 100 pounds you know your, your leg muscles are strong from doing that um but yeah i, I would say my biggest struggle was really um, just the vicious cycle of, um, like you said, I was a te- I am a teacher and, you know, I was, because teachers don't make enough money, I was always doing a second job. So I'd get home at eight, nine o'clock at night. And what do you do? You microwave something, you order something, and then you eat the whole thing. Uh, you go out, you go out to eat and portions in America are twice what they need to be. Um, you know, you, you can still eat out, just get a, just get a to-go box at the beginning of it, put half of it in there for later and only eat half of it so you don't overeat. You know, there's, there's ways to do this. Um, you know, you can, you can get a good piece of lean meat and get some good veggies at pretty much any restaurant. Um, but it's, it's the fact that they give you a, a 14 inch plate instead of a nine inch plate. Right. And they fill it, um, and you eat the whole thing. Right. And so, you know, just, it was, it was the, it was the not having time. I was single. Um, it was the comfort foods. I love carbs, the bad carbs, you know, the donuts and the pizzas and, um, and it was just so, so time. And then at, at that point, when you're a hundred pounds overweight, 
or a hundred pounds. I, I won't say a hundred pounds overweight. I was 50, 60 pounds overweight, but I, I was a hundred pounds heavier than I was in high school. I was a bean pole in high school. I was five, eight, one thirty-five. So I needed to put on a little bit of weight, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but not a hundred pounds. But when you get to that point and you are obese, it's a vicious cycle because nothing has worked. So why try anything? My cousin, I told you about this, lost 150 pounds and has reduced her body weight by more than 50%. She waited for two and a half years after my journey uh, because she was convinced. She says, I saw that it worked for you and Emmy, but I knew because I had tried everything. If it didn't work for me, nothing would. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you get to that point where nothing has worked and you just lose all hope. And yeah. the only reason why I did this was because I saw it work for my wife. I saw her lose 30 pounds in 10 weeks. And I thought, I have never seen anything, anything work like this. I've got to try it. And then, of course, like I said, the rest is history. I lost that 21, pound, 21 pounds in three weeks or four weeks and, and just uh, never looked back. Now, obviously, you know, the first, the first weight loss, you talk about water weight. And there's a lot of science behind that. Carbs basically is what your body burns through first before it gets into a fat burn. And uh, carbs hold on to a ton of water like a three to one ratio like for every we'll just say pound for every pound of carbs that you have your body holds on to three pounds of water so when people say you're losing water weight you, you really are so the first week is pretty dramatic and after that it slows down to a healthy two to four pounds per week um for the for the rest of, of the journey that you're on so about 10 pounds a month but um so like i said the, the first month is dramatic because of that carbon water loss but um you know it just um that's what i would say the biggest thing is just the mental aspect of nothing's worked so I might as well just eat myself into oblivion because um, it doesn't matter what I eat. And, so, and the thing is like with the diabetes and the blood sugars, like it was super depressing because like I would eat the same thing every day and my blood sugars were not the same every day. Mm -hmm. Right. It didn't matter. I could eat the same thing at the same time and my blood sugars were all over the place. And I, and I even told my wife, you know, who was praying that my diabetes would go away long before this. And, and I was like, Oh, it's, I'm always going to have it. It's always going to be something I deal with because I've always had it and it doesn't matter what I eat. It always just does this. Well, guess what? It really does matter what you eat, but nobody had ever trained me how to eat appropriately. And that's really yeah. what we focus on. That's really what we focus on is, is proper nutrition. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Did you experience any health issues? Like, did you ever have to get put into a hospital or... Because I had only had it for before I, when I started, so about seven years, uh, I still had good circulation. Uh, I, I didn't because I hadn't dealt with it for 20 or 30 years because mm -hmm. I, I licked it in the bud. I didn't get to the to the neuropathy. I didn't get to the the sores. I didn't get to any of that stuff. Um, my biggest thing is was uh, the constant thirst and the the urination, the sleeping horrible, and just mm -hmm. kind of all the stuff that is the initial stuff. But because I didn't deal with it for decades. I was able to, and that's why my doctor said I added decades to my life or, or years to my life because I got on top of it before it became a huge, I mean, cause it, you know, having those blood sugars in the 200s and 300 to 400 units of insulin, that's where, you know, your liver functions, uh, your kidney functions and, and, you know, all that sort of thing really start to, to, um, to start to wane because of the constant pressure from the highs and the lows and all that extra insulin in your body. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was able to avoid serious side effects uh, other than, like I said, the blood pressure, the cholesterol and all that stuff, which would have led to a lot. Yeah. Would have led to all that. What we, yeah. what Chad and I see. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But, so luckily I was young enough uh, and, and, and dealt with it quickly enough that uh, you quickly, relatively right. Seven years as opposed to 30. So um, yeah. 
but um, it, it, listen, my story is not unique. Uh, I my my cousin's husband was was diabetic. He lost 104 pounds, got off of all of his meds, metformins, all that stuff. Uh, it, it, it's it's not unique um, to to just me. Um, and there's a lot of other health benefits that we're not really allowed to promote because you know that we call we call them non-scale victories, right? Because there's a lot of stuff that happens off the scale. You know, you know, just whether it's hematomas. You know, I, I had a, I get I get a little bit frustrated with the medical industry at times. Um, I, one of my clients had a uh, broke her leg, you know, like 12 years ago, uh, and she had a hematoma on her leg, and the doctor's like, "We're just always going to have it." <laughs> she had it for 12 years. Within three days of starting my my plan, it went away. <laughs> yeah, it's it just really reinforces like how important nutrition is, and oh, you know, there's a time and place for medicine. Of course, there's a time and place for medicine. And we are, and we are really, you know, our country is so good at you know treating the critically ill, but there is you no, know, there's very limited education on nutrition for most people. And, well, if and you're not, look, you know, it's like cholesterol, right? There, there are some genetic things with cholesterol that you just can't control, right? Um, but yeah. most of it, most of it is, is it's the pizza and the French fries, right? Like knock it off, <laughs> you know, and you're not going to have clogged arteries, but there are some genetic factors that go into yeah. that as well. And, and, and some people just have to be on low dose of stuff because of other genetic factors or the, the family history of heart disease, whatever. Um, yeah. like you said, there, there are, there is a time and place for some medicine, but it shouldn't be the go-to, you know, uh, when there are other things you can do, you know, the body heal. Here's something crazy. I had to get new eyeglasses at the end of my journey because my eyesight improved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My eyesight improved. And as a diabetic, you know, that's, that's something that, that really, yeah. you know, your sugars can really affect. So I was like, the doctor was like, your, your eyesight got better. How did that? <laughs> so yeah. Crazy stuff. Though. So. <laughs> that's funny. It's crazy. <laughs> so was there like a moment that you remember like just one moment that like, well, you kind of already talked about it as your, your wife's influence, but uh, was there another moment that like sparked your weight loss journey that you would, you would say? Well, like I said, I just like all Americans, right? Like you see somebody who loses a massive amount of weight, you reach out to them. What are you doing? Yeah. Right. And every time I did that, it was like, take this pill and drink this water or do this thing and drink water. So I thought, you know, it sounds like water's the key. Uh, all these plans are, you know, drink water, which it is, right? Like water, it cleanses your system, it hydrates your cells. Our our body is, uh, you know, is is a high percentage of water. If you're dehydrated, you feel horrible. But um, but really, you know, everybody's looking for a magic pill, and I wasn't super into magic pills because I tried a few, right? I tried pink drinks and I tried supplements that you have to take the rest of your life, and um, you know, I I wasn't. Um, I wasn't convinced of those things because it didn't work. And, and when I saw that you could eat uh, real foods um, that tasted pretty good and get healthy and lose weight, I was like, okay, I get to eat six times a day because we really focus on s small portions, right, um, throughout the day. But um, you know, it just I, when, when when I saw my wife, I knew it was I knew it was real. And then I did it and was able to help, like I said, hundreds of other people. And the only people it hasn't worked for are the people who don't really follow what I ask them to do, right? If you if you follow my uh, my the nutrition plan that that that, that uh, I work with, um, you will have results, right? And, and you can have long term success. It's up to you. Like I said, it, you've got to fix the six inches between your ears, right? If you can do that, you're going to have long term success. And, and that's you know, I, and everybody gets into this for the diet. Right. It, they, they call diet. And we don't use that word. It's like a bad word in, in our industry. Um, we, we talk about the health journey because it is a journey, first of all. 
It's not a six month quick fix. Uh, and it is about your health. You know, the, a side effect of eating better is overall health. And, and that means not just the weight loss, but the cholesterols, the blood pressures and, and all sorts of things. So, um, but you know, I knew very quickly, I, I started coaching actually only five weeks into my journey um, or four weeks into my journey because I found something that worked and I wanted to share it with the world. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what it would turn into. I had no clue that 700 people just to this point, right. Would have said yes to getting healthy um, because I wanted to help them. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, we, and, and listen, we, we, I, I stay in contact with my, with my clients on a weekly basis. We do phone calls quick, you know, three to five minute check-ins, but hearing the stories of, you know, I was able to get down on the floor with my grandkids. I was able to, you know, get off of this med or that med. I was able to, you know, climb these stairs. I was able to go hiking again. I was able to get back on my bike. Man, I could do this for free and that be that be my payment. And it's just it's so, you know, watching people get their lives back is so it's so rewarding. Uh, sure. and, and that's what, that's what keeps me going. Um, because like I said, it, you know, everybody's got a side hustle, right? And this started out like that, like, oh, I'm just gonna help a few people, you know, and uh, a few people turned into hundreds of people. So, and pretty soon thousands. So, yeah. Yeah. You hit also to me, I mean, one of the things that's missing a lot, and I, 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 I say this without, I don't want to throw like any particular company under the bus with this, but, um, I still get into the clinic to see patients, um, on occasion and in our electronic health record system, it will basically light up like with this warning, you know, that shows up for a patient when their BMI is unhealthy or their body weight is too high. And like what we are encouraged to do right now is when that warning is there, we're supposed to make sure that we inform the patient that they are overweight and need to do something about it. And I'm always like, so do you really don't think that they know that they're overweight and I mean you think you're giving them some kind of like groundbreaking information that's that's not the problem you know we're we're yeah we're doing a great job of identifying who needs to lose weight yeah but mm-hmm. that's all we're telling them we're the not giving them you can, you go, go talk to a coach or, okay, tell me how right exactly they, they never give you solutions we'll eat better. they never what give you mean? solutions you know and that's where you see better. like all of these like you know fad products that get advertised and people will go out and buy and you mentioned walmart wow. you know you go look yeah. at walmart there's a whole aisle on things you can take to lose weight that i have you know pictures of before and after and they're willing to pay money mm-hmm. you know for that quick fix because they don't know what to do yeah. You know, and that's, that's the missing piece. That's what I really like about, you know, this type of a business that you have, because it, it's that, that missing component. And it used to drive me absolutely crazy because I would get told, well, I don't think you've been identifying some of your patients that are overweight to let them know. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. they're kind of, I think they're aware, you know, <laughs> well, just make sure you tell them so you can check off your box that you've informed them. Right. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's, that's helpful. Take off your box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of things, you know, uh, one of my, and a new trend in medicine. And I've seen this because of, of being diabetic and, and also uh, trying to help a lot of diabetics uh, that the medical field is really pushing right now. It's intermittent fasting for diabetics. Worst possible thing a diabetic can do. Eat really? for two hours a day 
or three hours a day and not eat the rest of the day? How in the world is that going to normalize? Talk about unstable blood sugars. Like, like, and this is, <laughs> this, this, is the, this is the number one thing right now that the medical profession is pushing on diabetics. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't have a medical degree, but guess what? Most doctors take about eight credit hours, eight hours of nutrition. Nope. Right. I talked about that last time. But yeah. Nursing yeah. education too. You get one module of uh, nutrition education. It's yeah. that's it. Yeah. There's actually sure. no application to it either. Yeah, I actually just spent a, a beginning of December. Doctor Anderson, who who is the guy who developed the program that I work with, uh, invited a few of us down to Orlando for for a conference, and he launched. He he was the number. He was a, he was one of the top three critical care doctors in the country, and just like you guys, he was tired of treating illness. And wanted to treat wellness right and so that's why he started this but um but basically he was he was he just like are you kidding me intermittent fasting for diabetics like that's the worst possible thing you can tell people but that's the number one thing they're telling people right now every time i hear that and like well my doctor doesn't want me to do that he wants me to eat two hours three hours a day and not eat the rest of the day i'm thinking <laughs> good lord like and, and i don't you know i don't want to throw the doctor on the bus because i don't know their relationship and things like that but my goodness, why not eat low glycemic things throughout the day to keep your blood sugars normal and keep your metabolism going? You're going to lose weight. And guess what? He's going to lose a patient because you're not going to be diabetic anymore. And that might be the key. I'm, the, I'm just going to leave it to that. You don't want to think it that way, but that that's sometimes, yeah, I wonder because, but you mentioned too, I mean, like with some of the food choices, you know, it, truly people don't realize sometimes, you know, what's considered low glycemic. And, yeah. you know, I, I was literally talking to a diabetic not too long ago who was telling me how she's been changing her diet and making sure she avoids, you know, bad foods. And while she's telling me this, she's drinking a Pepsi. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like, do you well, know? Well, another that? thing too, like, a lot of people, a lot of people think, you know, and during our weight loss portion, we cut out fruits and dairy primarily because they aren't necessarily glycemic. They think, oh, it's fruit; it's good for you. Mm -hmm. But listen, there are a ton of fructose and and stuff in there that you know, fruits. But they they see the minerals and vitamins. But there's a way to get your minerals and vitamins that's not supplements. That that you know that is not. You know, like a banana is one of, or an orange is one of the worst things you can eat um, because there's so much sugar in it. Now, it's it's good for maintenance, right? It's good for maintaining healthy weight. It's not good for cutting weight because there's got to be that that uh, that um, calorie reduction, right? So, yeah, yeah. So again, but again, you know, people think I'm going to eat healthy, so they start eating fruits, they start eating you know different things like that, and that's not really. Um, it's a better choice than a Twinkie. I will say that. There you um, go. But, but it's it's not uh, it's not going to help you hit your goals. So that's and like you said, that's that's why we we set it up the way we did with because you don't know, right? And most people don't know, including some doctors. It sounds like, um, but you know the the fact that we're trained, uh, we're certified, like I said, through Villanova University, and we um, we we basically just really focus on good nutrition uh, and helping people learn how to make choices, right? Um, and you know. Uh, that's, that's the key is learning what foods are good for you and what foods are not. So, yeah. And yeah. add in some pathophysiology behind uh, high glycemic index. We talk about the three P's of diabetes, uh, polyphagia, polydipsia, and polyuria, where you're, mm -hmm. you know, eating, drinking, and peeing all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you get a high spike of blood sugar, what's that going to do? That's going to increase your hunger. And it's a mm -hmm. normal, normal body reaction. So it's good that you guys focus on the glycemic index. Cause like you said, Chad, uh, a lot of people don't know what that is. Like, huh. there's no education behind that. And you know, I actually, I didn't. You know, in nursing school, we never learned about low and high glycemic index for diabetes management. Um, huh. So this is something that actually has to be learned outside of, 
you know. No, I mean, actually, when I, I, I pointed out to her the Pepsi and she, like while she was talking to me, she like turns the label and she's like, well, it's only got, you know, 30 some grams. And I'm like, yeah, but that's per serving. I go, how many servings are in that bottle? Yeah, she's like, people oh, don't know how to read she's like, oh, <laughs> 2.5, you know, and then there's that realization as she's doing the math in her head, you know, and she's finishing the bottle on she just consumed almost a hundred grams of sugar, yeah. you know, and it was like, Oh, you know, I'm like, eh, you know, well, that's another, another, thing, another thing that people don't realize Gatorade, right? Oh, yeah. Gatorade, Gatorade has more sugar than, than soda. Yeah. And, you know, now if you get this Gatorade zero, the Powerade zero, that's nothing. Cause you get some good electrolytes and things, but you know, you've really got to watch the sports drinks too. Cause they're not necessarily <laughs> uh, <laughs> better for you either. So Advertising you gotta, is very powerful. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, labels are very misleading too. And I always told people that like, anytime someone's looking to do something like weight loss and stuff like you need to learn how to read labels. That is a very important tool. And actually going into that, we actually had that question about what tools um, or just tool, I guess, what was the number one tool you used as in, um, I obviously talk about your program and everything, but there was there actual like tools such as maybe using an app on your phone that helped you start out or something like that. Um, so, so I, I talked about the educational material um, with this, um, comes like just like a quick reference guide uh, as far as like if you eat this lean meat here's how much you can eat if you eat this type of veggie here's how to measure it out and so just learning that initially of because guess what there there are levels of vegetables too right like there are really good vegetables there's okay vegetables and there's some like carrots and corn you should just stay away from right um, you know, carrots and ranch sounds like a great snack but <laughs> it doesn't burn right um, so, um, but uh, you know so uh, you know, just, just the educational material really that comes with this, as well as my coach, right? Le leaning on my coach and learning from my coach who had been through it before uh, and, and who knew more than I did. And that's why we set up with a coach system, because we don't know. And, you know, and, and it's a learning process, right? And, and learning good nutrition, learning portion sizes and all that thing uh, is part of the educational materials that, that comes with this Um so, you know, when, when, when you agree to work with me, you get one-on-one -on -one coaching, you get a community, you get the good nutrition piece, you get the educational piece. And, and really the only thing you're, you're paying for is food, um, which you're already buying um, probably uh, inappropriately. So <laughs> yeah. save you some money. Yeah. 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 Well, just, so, uh, people look at, you know, cause um, we, we actually, uh, so, so the way we do it is, uh, we, we, we've got a system where you, you eat a small, like hundred to 120 calorie system, uh, like, uh, five times a day. So about every two or three hours, you're fueling your body with something else. It's got 20 minerals and vitamins. It's all, all natural stuff. And then your meal is uh, what we call lean and green, right? And so it's lean meat, it's something green. Now it doesn't have to be grilled chicken salad. That's the worst diet ever, like eating grilled chicken salad for the rest of your life. Like it's so boring, but, um, but we really focus on that. And, and so, um, uh, you know, people look at, well, eating healthy is expensive. Well, what's more expensive being on 10 medications um, or, you know, spending an extra $50 more than what you would naturally. And another people, another thing is most people spend between 15 and $25 a day on food. And they say, bull crap. I only spend a hundred dollars a week at the grocery store. Okay. But you're going through Starbucks. You're going through, mm -hmm. Wendy's, you're going through subway. You're going through Taco Bell. If you, a young lady I helped one time, she's a young lady. She was like 24 years old, 25 years old. She was an hourly worker, right? Making just more than minimum wage. She's like, there's no way I can afford to get healthy. I said, I challenged her. I said, look at this, sit down, look at your bank statement for the last 30 days. Anytime you, you bought something that went in your mouth, write it down. 
The next day she came back and she says, oh my gosh, this is going to save me money mm-hmm. because they were eating out every night. Her and her husband were eating out every night and spending 20 to $25 on the meal every night. They were getting coffee for $5 in the morning and not that you can't have coffee, right? But you know, obviously the fruit drinks and stuff, but um, you know, you, you, so, so really eating healthy for us, it was a wash. Mm-hmm because we weren't going through the donut shops and the coffee shops and the fast food places. And like I said, you can still eat out and still be social, but you know, making, making good choices with that. But you know, it, it really, um, it really is, is basically cost neutral to eat healthy, uh, especially when you figure in all those things, but especially when you figure in the medications you on that, how quickly you can get off of them. I mean, mm-hmm. and you guys know this cost of medicine is, is, is out of the, out of control. Um, you know, and the fact that I got off of seven medications, you think that saved me a little bit of money <laughs> every yeah. month? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So well, yeah. just any, any so, of the yeah. complications that could go with, you know, just the medicines medical alone, bills. but with the conditions, yeah. I mean, you're looking medical at bills. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and talk okay. about prioritizing our society is prior, like taught to prioritize financial, you know, monitoring yeah. over our own health. And, you know, that's uh-huh. sad because- well, and- it's well, another thing too, like they'll, they'll, they'll spend $50 at a gym membership and pay, you know, a personal trainer and all this stuff and all that stuff, like you said, is great for physical fitness, but as far as weight loss, it's not a great choice. So they'll spend, you know, they'll spend $150, $200 a month on, on trying to get physically fit, but not really focusing on if they would, if they would spend their regular grocery bill and an extra 50 to a hundred dollars a month, they realistically could get super healthy, then maintain with the, the healthy weight and get back into the gym and, and, and not have to you know, buster, buster chops so much. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like I said, we, we've got a mentality in this country of I'll get a gym. You know, you know this, right? Next week, gym memberships are going to skyrocket for about three or four weeks. And then people, you know, people who normally work out hate January and the early February because of it. But, you know, we've got this mentality is, you know, 70%, 70% of new year's resolutions are health related. 70%. Most of them are misguided. Mm-hmm. Most of them are misguided because we don't know. Like you talked about, Chad, we just we just don't know. We yeah. don't know where to look. You know, Weight Watchers gets a ton of people, and you know the Atkins and the the Ketos and, and all this stuff. And um, like I said, there's there's lots of ways to lose weight. Not all of them are healthy. So if you're gonna choose, you know, in the next few days, if you're gonna choose, you know, a health journey, uh, just make sure what you do a lot of research. Make sure what you're doing is healthy, because um, like I said, there's a lot of ways to lose weight uh, and lose weight rapidly, uh, but are, are just not super healthy. So yeah, be careful when you're choosing a plan. Mm-hmm. So talking about support systems, obviously you didn't have uh, the program when you started. Um, what, what was your personal support system that you, that yeah, you yeah. So I, I had a coach. Um, I, I use the system that I coach to now. Um, so okay. I had a coach, I had the community. Um, I had um, <laughs> the, the four pillars, right? The, the community, the coach, the nutrition piece, and then um, uh, the education materials as well. So that, that's really what I had. <clears throat> but really it's just making a decision, but your why has to be big enough, right? Yeah. Your why has to be big enough to say no to the donuts at the gas station. Your why has to be big enough that when you get home from a long day of work, you don't just order a pizza and eat the whole thing. Uh, if your why is not big enough, it doesn't matter what program you do, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to fit. And that's something we do. That's one of the first, first questions I ask. Um, why'd you reach out? What's your goal? Yeah. yeah. What do you want to accomplish? And then I remind them that every week when I call them. <laughs> you know, uh, if they had a bad day or a bad couple of days, hey, remember when you said you want to get down on your, get down on your floor and play with your grandkids? You still want to do that? 
you know, right. just remind them of their why. And so, uh, <clears throat> so that's what my coach did for me. And like I said, when she said, man, you should, you should really think about sharing this with others. Uh, she actually talked to my wife first. My wife's like, Hey, how about my husband? He could do it. <laughs> she threw me under the bus, but you know, I, I had more time. And because like I said, she had a high profile job and, and I do have a heart to, to help people and, and serve people. And um, that's why I initially did this because I knew it worked for me and I wanted to support people and, and do that. And I love the system uh, that, that uh, uh, I love the system of support and knowledge and things like that that it gave me because it was scientifically proven which i'm a science teacher so i love that there was science behind it there was data behind it and um results behind it so yeah mm -hmm. i would just like to say um if anyone who is watching or listening to this podcast like if you I mean, a lot of people have at least one family member who is diabetic or no matter how severe or, you know mild it is or, you know, a lot of people, you can now monitor for pre-diabetes, you know, a lot of confirmed pre-diabetes cases that will end up turning into diabetes if it's not controlled. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, like, please encourage someone to watch this. Like, I think this right here is a huge support system, like a start of a support system. Um, you know, something that, that something like what Ryan is doing is so important. It could make a huge impact. And, you know, mm -hmm. and like my personal experience, and I'm sure Chad can also agree to this, like, we get, we see the worst of the worst of diabetes. Um, we see the worst of other health complications from diabetes. You know, a lot of the times cardiac is impacted. Mm -hmm. um, it'll lead to strokes and, you know, heart attacks and everything else. Um, this, you know, we, uh, I'm not going to bash on the medical system, but I, I do, I will say this out loud, but we you know we aren't, you know, our systems do not support the actual reversal. They don't support uh, you know, they're supporting your symptoms, you know, make you comfortable. It's like we're, it's like, it's almost trying to make you comfortable and accept the diagnosis more than anything. And, you know, there's diagnosis out was. there. Huh? Yeah, that's where I was. That's why I told my wife, I'm always going to be diabetic. I just yeah. have to accept it. it doesn't no, matter a lot of them. And, and she's like, you know, I don't think that's true. And so my wife first is the one that first planted that in me. And, and, um, and you know, I didn't necessarily think that that was going to be a side effect of getting healthy. I was just trying to lose some weight because I felt horrible. Yeah. Right. Um, and, well, you know, within a week, my blood sugars were normalizing and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, this is yeah. amazing. And like I said, within five months, my A1C was to a point where my doctor said, you're not diabetic anymore. Congrats. Added, added perk to uh, something you weren't necessarily thinking. So exactly. Like said, we call those non-scale victories, right? Right. Things can't be measured by a scale. Yep. And, and if anything, the, that is the biggest victory is you're added on oh. yours just because you lost weight doesn't mean anything. I, the fact that you got that with it, you know, mm -hmm. you can, you have something to show with people like, Hey, I literally have, you know, I got off seven medications. Like you said, like the fact mm -hmm. that, you know, that was the biggest impact of over everything. And a lot of people think that, you know, once you're diagnosed with diabetes, it's over. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of my patients, you know, I mean, I get patients who've been, you know, diagnosed for a couple of years or, you know, or for first time, even sometimes I get patients who didn't even know they had diabetes and end up in the ICU because they had a complication. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure you're aware of some of them, but HHS is a huge one where your blood sugar goes above 600 and, you know, it got a lot of electrolyte issues, your cardiac system, you know, you probably passed out from it. You're in our ICU now and you have to be on the insulin drip. That's basically what I see a lot of the times. And then I'll get patients who have had diabetes for 30 to 40 years, have multiple wounds all over them. You know, this, you know, get amputations. This is a common thing that I see. And, you know, how many different, you know, people, if they had some kind of support system, like you're offering to people, um, you know, it can make 
the biggest impact on not just their personal lives, but also on the healthcare systems. You know how big of a, a stress diabetes care is on every single healthcare system out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it complicates everything. And, you know, a lot of the health complications we see are related. There's an underlying diabetes diagnosis. It's not, you know, or, this or, is or, the cause. This yeah, is the actual yeah. cause of your, of your complication. But people well, look at the actual complication in the hospital or, yeah, you had a heart attack, let's treat it, and then they go home. Right. Or, yeah. Okay, what caused it? <laughs> Was yeah. it, you know. Well, and, and, and that's the Like we said, 70 to 80% of Americans are overweight or obese right now. And, and even if it's not diabetes, just the obesity. I mean, the, the, the impact it has on your heart. Uh, mm -hmm. your lungs, your cardiovascular system, just your knees, all those sorts of things. And so, you know, just getting on top. And so, you know, let's, let's lose some weight and get healthy before you get the diabetes, before you get the heart disease and do all that stuff, right? Like we, we've got, we, there is a way, and this is something that, that most Americans don't know. There is a way to be proactive in your health to prevent those complications. Well, diabetes and heart disease run in my family. Great. How about you running in your family? Right. Like, let's, let's get you running. Let's get you healthy. And then you don't have to pass that. You don't have to pass the family history of obesity down to your kids. You know, I, it just, you go out grocery shopping. It breaks my heart when I see these little dudes that are five or six years old and they're drinking the Mountain Dews and they're doing this stuff. And they're, they're like 150 pounds at, at 10 years old. And it's like, yeah. man, it didn't have to be this way. And so I, I try to create generational health. Like I said, um, you know, I've, I've helped teenagers and, and things like that. Um, we, we really can go as young as like eight or nine, um, much more than that. We don't focus on that, but you know, we, we can help kids. We can help adults. We can, you know, help prevent stay out of yeah. hospital. The unhealthy habits are being taught earlier and earlier, and earlier now. And I wonder yeah. what that's going to impact. We're going to well, see a lot of younger complications. You kind of mentioned it too, Ryan, with the grocery store. I mean, they're, you're, you're kind of almost set up to fail because the healthier foods are more expensive so, you know, if you're on a fixed income or you have limited income, you know, you tend to go to the processed, you know, stuff, which is quite a bit cheaper, which, you know, in reality, that's a very odd system that we have in place yeah. where the healthier stuff yeah. is more expensive. Yeah. Well, like I said, realistically, realistically, for only about $50 more per month, you can you can eat a healthy diet. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's, I, and listen, I have been in a situation where $50 in, in my budget would have been impossible. And mm -hmm. I get that. I get that. But for most Americans, if you cut out the, the donuts, the Starbucks, the Wendy's, the running through the drive-thru, if you cut that out, I mean, that 50 bucks is a month, 50 bucks a month. Uh, that, that cuts out pretty quickly. So it, it's definitely doable. And like I said, think about all the, the medications and doctor's visits and things that you can cut out and all the co-pays, you know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking, yeah. Talking about actual behavior, humans are headline readers. So they look at face yeah. value of everything. You look at, yeah. Hey, this is like Chad said, everything's right in your face where the unhealthy foods in your face. This is mm -hmm. only $4, yeah. but the healthy version of this is over here is at $12. So like, yeah. I'm not going to spend that extra amount of money because mm -hmm. it has, you know, way better health benefits or, you know, better macronutrients, yeah. but, uh, yeah. we're face value. We're headline readers and, you know, mm -hmm. 
it's it causes a lot of problems when you actually talk about nutrition education there's a lot of barriers they go through not not like you said there is financial barriers out there but a lot of the times you find out it's really not it's a lot of the emotional barriers that you were taught when you were younger it's you know generational unhealthy behaviors um you know when you talk about family history how much of that is actually genetic or is it actually behavior you know there's a lot of things you can look at you know um there's i i love this conversation i i just wish this was a more talked about thing. You know, you don't see too many conversations about this in general, you know, actual prevention. You know, a lot of people, when I kept, when I kept telling people that diabetes can be reversal, reversed if you actually, you know, have the right tools and the right support systems and you catch it at the right time, you know, you're not waiting another 30 years and, you know, you're already, you know, it's gone at that point. Yep. You can reverse it. And I, I love your story because it actually – it shows it, you know, you did not just have just mild diabetes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, this is something that's a really huge thing. I really, I really encourage anybody who is watching this, anybody who, you know, you know, knows someone, please shine this their way. And, even, you know, it gives them encouragement. Um, I really hope that this is a start to someone's, you know, I hope this helps everybody who is struggling yeah. with this. Our motto is we want to get the world healthy, one healthy habit at a time. Yeah. Right? We, we develop nice. new healthy habits. And we just, uh, we, we focus on, on the daily habits uh, and that takes a while, right? And, and so, um, you know, uh, most, most New Year's resolutions are done in 17 to 19 days. And right? seek gratification. Yeah, yep. we, 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 don't we don't focus on, you know, now obviously this is a big time of year for us, but we, you know, I, I usually sign up, I, I usually start more new clients in March and April than I do in July, in January, February. One, because they want to try it themselves, Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then they realize in March, like, oh crap, I'm in the same position. I better reach back out to Ryan. Right. And so, you know, but, but I'm here uh, whenever, and, and I, um, I, you know, I can start you on a Sunday, a Saturday, a Tuesday, it doesn't matter. You know, we'll, we'll get you rocking and rolling and get you healthy. And, you know, that's what I love is that um, it's one decision and then a bunch of small decisions after that. Right. You get your why. Why do I want to do this? Why? You know, I want to be around for my grandkids. I want to be able to carry my son to his bedroom. Right. Uh, I want to do these things. And when you when you remember the why's, when I want to feel good, I want to look good. I want to get in that. You know, I had I had um, uh, my, my cousin also coaches because, you know, when you lose 150 pounds, people notice. Right. So um, and one of her one of her old high school classmates, her daughter got married and she says, Anita, for the first time in my life. I felt pretty. Mm -hmm. You think that goes a long way towards the mental health aspect of it? You know, first time she's 52 years old. First time in my life, I felt pretty. Wow. Because she had, you know, my cousin, you know, my cousin is smaller now at 52 than she was when she was eight years old. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I do this. It's for the one, right? The one who's laying in bed, praying at night, God, I need answers. I need solutions. Yeah. Cause I was there. Right. And that's why I decided to help people do this because, um, I was there, I was at my end and I didn't have any answers. And I didn't have any solutions. And, uh, when I found, found this system, I was like, I have to share this with the world because I know there are people laying in bed at the end of their rope, no hope whatsoever no belief. And like I said, when I talk to most of these people and I ask them their height and their weight and what their goals are and stuff, most of them are drastically less than what they really need to be because they don't think it's possible mm -hmm. because they've worked out, you know, five days a week and they lost 
seven pounds in six months. You know, most people are like, oh, I lost 20 pounds last year. I'm like, great, I lost 20 pounds my first month. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like tw- and listen, 20 pounds is nothing to scoff at. But, you know, it, it just, you know, it, I just, I love I love helping people get their lives back, man. Or, or get a life they've never had, which is what my cousin has now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's great. I'm so glad you came and joined us on this podcast. It, this, this is such a beneficial thing. I, you know, putting it in video for me or on podcast for me, anybody can listen to this and, you know, listen to your story. And, you know, Chad and I are always been passionate about this kind of stuff and, you know, working in the healthcare field, it's kind of, uh, I would say, um, discouraging a lot of the behaviors that we see because you know we don't necessarily have the power where we currently like chad in the clinic and you know we only get so much time with them and Mm -hmm. we're there to actually you know chad's there to do rehab and you know he doesn't have the resources to just hand all this you know information to you this is something that needs to be a support system outside of where you go and Mm -hmm. you know i obviously only get like 12 hours with them like you know, and they're, you know, most of the time when I'm with them, they're not even able to comprehend anything I'm saying. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, you know, I, I just want to encourage anybody who is listening to this. If you're not diabetic, that's great. And this is beneficial for anybody who isn't diabetic either. You know, just because you're healthy, you can still optimize your health. And mm. it doesn't, you know, there's always improvements that you can make. Well, um, and we also, we also have plans for people who need to gain weight. Yeah. See, uh, I've, I've got a lot of friends who, who are coaches now who had an un- unhealthy relationship with food and they, they, they had um, eating disorders and then this helped them get some structure in their life and, and be healthy that way too. So it's, it's not about weight loss. It's about overall health. Um, and some people need to gain weight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. And nutrition yeah. education is something I hope increases over the years. And I, I think it's starting, it's beginning, beginning to become a more common thing for my, from what I'm seeing. So, all right, well, thank you so much. Uh, you guys have any closing, uh, any closing conversations you want to have? Well, uh, Ryan, I'm link. Just, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, go ahead and make sure we link to his, uh, yeah, his information. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan, thanks so much for being with us. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and listen, if you're interested in getting healthy, uh, like I said, there's a link in the bio or a link in the description. You can click on that. Um, it's just a quick Google form to fill out. Let me know what your, your goals and, and, and expectations are. And I'll reach out to you within 24 hours or so, um, uh, whether it's through email or phone or whatever uh, you want me to do. But um, also, if you are, because I know a lot of healthcare providers uh, listen to this as well, <clears throat> if you are interested in the coaching aspect, um, we can talk about that as well. Uh, if you're interested in, in how to help your clients uh, and you want to do that uh, um, and, and you want to help your patients, um, we can talk about that too because um, you, you don't have to have a massive weight loss story to be able to help people get healthy, right? You just have a passion to help people. So if that's something you're interested in too and in, 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 in having you want to have the resources I have to get the education to them, to get the nutrition to them. We can talk about that too, uh, a way to, to really um, just maximize your impact as well. So uh, I, I will help you do either or, um, and, and, and like I said, I mean, I'm here, uh, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, you know, this, like I said, I started out as just to help a few people and this turned into something I never would have thought um, helping hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, and it's, it's now my passion. So thanks for having me on guys. Thank you.